0: This episode of Tend Her Wild is being sponsored by Revival in downtown Iowa City. Revival is a woman-owned apparel and clothing store for women with a curated selection of new and used vintage clothing. A place where a group of badass ladies can help you own your own personal expression no matter the budget. Revival is independently owned and operated by Sheila Davison, who is a fierce advocate for women's health rights. We love you, Sheila. Inspired by the question we ask each of our guests, we partnered with local jewelry designer Maid Community to create a special earring design called the Door Collection. You can find these pieces in store or online at Revival, Iowa City
1: this season. Which door did you go through to become a wild woman? You can wear the earrings that match that. Who were you before you lost your wild self? That's what we're helping you explore on the Tend Her Wild podcast your questions and tools around how best to listen to your inner voice, rewild ourselves, and live the most authentic life where we thrive instead of survive. I'm Betsy. And I'm Kate. And we're so glad you've joined us for this episode. listeners. This is Betsy and Kate. We are going to talk about self-compassion today. And I think this is uh, a powerful topic because most women struggle with it. Um, I know I do. Mm, I definitely do. And this is actually, if we go way back, this is also, I would say, the foundation or the root for our podcast. Mm -hmm. Because um, almost two and a half years ago, Uh, We did our first Tend Her big sort of summer five-week online class, and it was 100% on self-compassion. So this is a topic we started to explore. I've been reading about it for a long time, and uh, we're circling back around for many reasons. I mean, it's speaking to me so much, again, just in my own personal life, and when I sent it to you, you're like,
0: yes, yes, (laughs) (laughs) it's needed right now. I don't know if it's the time of year Or just the chaos of kind of this continuing period in our history. Yeah. But it's not something I feel like you can just do a few lessons on and say, oh, I got it now. I can. I'm good. That's so true. Women have to kind of keep revisiting it because it's easy to slip back into old patterns where you're not being self compassionate
1: I so relate to that. In fact, um, I pulled up the notes from this course, which was done about two and a half years ago. And as I went through all of the different topics that I lectured on during that course, it was really eye opening. I was, what so is, your idea of like, you have to circle around and remind yourself of these things. I was really struck again by, wow, I've forgotten some of this, or I was living some of this for a while and now I'm distanced from it again. So I agree. This might be a topic that we just have to keep revisiting over and over. Um, because I also believe as women, we are conditioned away from self-compassion. Yes. We're, you know, sort of moved towards having compassion for everyone else, that human giver syndrome. Yeah. And we lose track of what's best for us and how to be in real acceptance of self
0: and just the period of time the season we're in of giving yeah we're right (laughs) in the midst of of holiday season of of the holidays and the extra responsibility we feel to make everything good for everyone and that perfection creeps in of Mm -hmm. the perfect holiday and the perfect gift and we're all very much an outward time but then I was thinking about the season of winter and going inward so it's I feel sometimes there's a
1: um, battle with that. It's a total battle every year, I think, yeah. whether we're conscious of it or not. Yeah. Um, cause our tendency or our, actually our natural drive is to get more quiet and to go in and to do less and to not buy anything and <laughs> avoid them all. And this is the season where all that like, gets amped up. So it's not the season and how we, not the season, but how we, respond. Yeah. Or how we behave or what our expectations are doesn't really match up with the energy or the essence of this time of year. So let's start with it's well established in the research literature that self-compassion is really good for us. (laughs) And it seems like an obvious, but it's so related to People feeling happier, feeling more satisfied with their lives. People have less anxiety, depression, and eating disorders when they are able to work and be practicing self-compassion. They sleep better, they're more resilient, and they have better relationships. So we know self-compassion is key. And there's this great quote by Shauna Shapiro who says, Self-compassion is the secret sauce of life. It makes Mm. everything better.
0: Wow. Well... You can think about kind of any circumstance that is causing you anxiety or stress and having practice... I love the idea of practicing self-compassion. It's like practicing anything. The more you practice, the better you get at it. Yeah, absolutely. You know, being anxious and then being able to practice self-compassion around it can kind of pull you back into your center. Yeah. So...
1: I agree. So I think that I happened upon and decided to teach this topic two and a half years ago in this this big course because I needed it a lot at the time. And um, I think we all need it all the time, but I'm circling back around in my life right now where I really need self-compassion. Mm-hmm. And as I was reviewing these notes from two and a half years ago, one of the things um, we talked about in that course is what self-compassion is not and what it is. And, uh, as I was reading through these notes, I realized that I've been engaging in activities that I've thought were self-compassion, but are not, but I'm realizing they, they kind of just a little bit miss the mark. Okay. So let's talk about what self-compassion isn't. So it's not massages. No, I knew that was the first thing you were it's say. It's not like, you know, going to get our nails done. Yeah. It's not really going out for lunch with our friends. It's not even taking a vacation. Um it's not about putting positive affirmations up around your house and thinking positive and you know it's not all those things that I think we believe it is and I notice I have felt pretty depleted lately and I've been trying to do some of those things like oh I should you know get another massage or I should right. take the afternoon off and do you think that's us feeling like it- we need a quick fix. Like we yes. need, we think,
0: oh, if we just do this, it'll, it'll get better. snap us back into where we need to be. And, yeah. and th- those are all quick
1: fix things to me. That Yeah. And we live in a quick fix society. Mm-hmm. Let's face it. We all want the quick yeah. tell me what to do. We're so conditioned to believe that there's a solution. I, I also think we have to just input here, or insert, um, <clears throat> there's this whole self-help world It's a, I think it's like a $60 billion industry and I have been a huge supporter of buying books. So yeah, I have a whole stack (laughs) and and so do I. Uh, that tell us that there is a solution for whatever you're looking for—marital mm-hmm. problems, children problems, diet problems—and yet we know the answers for every person, individual are inside of them, right? So we're all, but we still—I at- mean, I still fall into that trap yeah. of like, well, maybe this is going to work. Maybe if I just try this, it'll get better. Yeah. Instead of um, trusting your inner, yeah, voice, yeah. So self-compassion. Really has become what I love is it's such a it's such a concept that's scientifically studied and we have to do a big shout out to Kristen Neff mm-hmm. and Kristen Neff if you're listening we want you on our podcast yes, we we're going to try to get you on our podcast she uh, is a professor down in Texas and she really has laid out in such a beautiful theoretical and then it's been supported by research. um, What are the three components of self-compassion and um, maybe some of the reasons we don't follow through on those. Yeah. So the three pillars of self-compassion, the first one is mindfulness. Um, And the way to define mindfulness is just paying attention in the present moment, in the
0: present moment, which is also one of the pillars of happiness.
1: Oh, it is. I didn't realize that. Yeah.
0: The science of happiness. Okay. So, yeah. so much of mindfulness. You, you said this once in, in the course I took on meditation with you, is that being in the present, being mindful, meditating to get into that practice is one of the, can have the most profound impact of any one thing you do.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, Well, I always say that, um, when we're in the present moment, we're suffering less. Mm-hmm. And we suffer most when we're caught up in thinking through everything that's happened. Because most of us have a lot of pain from the past. Yeah. So if we keep going back and reliving that and rethinking about it, our brain just is and that's, responding like we're really going through it again. And that's where depression And that's where exists. depression, yeah, stuck in the past. Mm-hmm. Or we get pulled forward (laughs) and think about all the possible things that could go wrong. Mm -hmm. And so the safest place to be is the present moment.
0: And that's where we make our best decisions too. Mm -hmm. If you think about how many times we try to make decisions from a place of anxiety Mm -hmm. and then you, you can't make the best decision. So, um, it's also, I think if you're really in a place of trying to make decisions, the more you can be in that present moment and give yourself that practice of of being there, then the answers show up for you
1: too. Yeah. But I love how you reminded all of us that it's a practice. And so as we break down what self-compassion is, I think that's such a through line is -hmm. that these things we're going to talk about aren't necessarily natural, Mm -hmm. right? Mindfulness is something you practice and it isn't something you just do once and you follow the, right. you listen to the recording once and then you've done it. It's like daily commitment yeah. showing up every day.
0: And with as fast as the world is moving. Yeah. Mindfulness. I think I've been, It just seems to be everywhere. People talking about it. Yeah. People know somehow that's the way forward because it is, it, there's so much chaos right now with how fast everything's moving so I think more than ever, it is the key to being able to exist in the world
1: today in a healthy way. Exactly. And I, I want to just take a moment here because people, I get this question a lot from people, they get very confused about, is mindfulness meditation? And the, the answer is often yes and no. Mm-hmm. The, the ultimate definition of mindfulness is just being present in the moment, Right, with what's really going on in that moment. Now, you can be totally mindful washing your dishes. You can be totally mindful talking to your partner. I feel like I'm very mindful right now with you in this moment. I'm just in this moment with you, looking at you, talking. Now, meditation, there is a form of meditation called mindfulness-based meditation, but there are also a whole handful of other Other types of meditation as well. And so you you could be practicing a different style of meditation, and you're being mindful in that. And I would say the the more practiced we are at meditation, the greater capacity we have to be mindful Other when we're washing of the, the dishes, yeah. when we're talking to our partner, right? Yeah. So it is something we can. I don't want to say get better at because that that feeds into our. There's an endpoint. But it's something we can get more comfortable doing, and it becomes more natural. It becomes more of a natural it as state. As a
0: natural thing too, that it you can move into that state quicker. Yeah, if you have a regular practice, because you can you can I know I can sense myself being kind of outside of that or being too focused on the future or what's coming, and and then you become the more you practice you can pull yourself back and say mm-hmm. i'm not going i i can't fix that right now there's nothing to do there i need to stay right now in this right. moment and do what is possible um so it does i think the practice does like anything else um just makes it easier uh the more you do it so yeah. it is a it's a powerful thing and 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 there's more joy in the present moment
1: yeah honestly there really is Can find joy if you're living in the present. Yeah, it's all around us. But when we're stuck in the past or the future, it's much harder to see. Okay, so the second aspect, so there again, there's three aspects to self-compassion. The first one is mindfulness. The second one is common humanity. And this one might be, I tried to choose a favorite, might be my favorite because it's this acknowledgement that all humans are imperfect and all of us lead an imperfect life. Mm So self-compassion comes from realizing that there's actually no one out there doing it better than you, (laughs) right? We're all struggling. We're all, um, we've all got stuff going on and so it gives us permission to be kinder to ourselves and we know like everyone's in this same boat.
0: Yeah, And you feel connected to the world and to others in a way that I think we need more of too. Yeah. Um, Because then, the more self-compassionate you are, then the more compassionate we are with others. Yeah. So it, that common sense of like, not every you know, none of us do have it all figured out. We're all works in progress, and we are way more alike than we are different um, in how we're coping and dealing with things. And there's, there's comfort in that, and there's also great power in that. I think.
1: Yeah. I just had a group yesterday for one of the programs I'm teaching. There were four women, and it's amazing how when you just drop in and you're present and you know it's a confidential space and nothing leaves this, how absolutely 90 minutes can transform how you feel. And um, so it is when we when we hear other women's stories and you've been in lots of retreats with me or programs that we've taught Mm -hmm. where women drop in and they share their story. And so often we're fearful of sharing our story because we believe that there'll be judgment or there'll be,
0: we're the um, only ones
1: going through something. Yeah. Yeah. Or people will reject us somehow if they know how we're struggling And it's it's the opposite. Always the (laughs) opposite. Because yeah, in this group yesterday too, every a common theme was like, I heard myself in your story. Mm. I heard myself in your story. And so um I think so much of self compassion is acknowledging that we're we're all in this. Yeah. We're not we really truly are not alone. Although I do wanna just express to all of our listeners that when you're in the midst of something hard it does feel like you're alone. So, part of self compassion is that strength to reach out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, ask for what you need. Yeah, and and then as a community of women, I think the common humanity piece is is picking up. The more mindful you are, and the more present you are, the more you can pick up on that too. Yeah. That someone's having
1: someone's struggling,
0: and just holding space it doesn't mean you pry. Just saying, yeah. You no, know? I know. You know, know that I'm here for you. Exactly. And so I think the more we can be that for one another too, um, and, you know, creating spaces for more women to be able to do that. Exactly. There is a,
1: yeah. Will you read that elephant thing? Oh, yeah. You you came in this morning and you're like, I have to read this. (laughs) And I feel like it ties in so much with this idea of common humanity and circling around each other and being there for each other when we're um, in something hard. So I read that in the wild,
0: female elephants are known as fierce protectors, and when one of their sisters is suffering, they circle up around her. They close in tight, watch guard, and even kick dust around her to mask her vulnerable scent from predators. Mm. And yet we are the same. This is who we are and who we are meant to be for each other. Sometimes we're the ones in the middle. Sometimes we're the ones kicking up dust with fierce, fierce love. But the circle remains. Mm. Just how nature can teach us so yeah. much and how,
1: yeah, I love that image. I love it so much. Kicking up dust. Kipping, kicking up dust to protect her scent, her vulnerability. Yeah. Well, and I think the natural world always shows us what's natural. So I think what's natural as human beings is to surround each other and to be there and to kick up the dust and to protect but because of the way our modern world is gone and because we, we've become so distanced from each other and we've, we've kind of taken on this, I can do it on my own. Uh-huh. I got this, this individuality. We're not following what's actually natural for us, which is to fall down and have your sister surround you and be like, we got you, sister. Yeah. We're here. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So the third aspect of self-compassion is kindness. Mm. Such right? a simple yet complex word. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is really com- simple and complex. I, I think of it just as like the sweetness of life, you know, that it's such a heart-based it is. Um, experience as well. I'm touching my heart right now, rubbing <laughs> my heart. I'm like, yes, this and is where what- kindness is.
0: And it feels like it's often easier to be kinder to others than to ourselves. Oh,
1: hands down.
0: And I don't. I wonder sometimes when that starts. Um, you know, how, how young are we yeah. when we when we feel like we don't need to do that anymore? Or
1: yeah, and we did that episode on the human giver syndrome. And again, I think that's part of this patriarchal setup. And I think most women have fallen into that trap of like. Uh, and taking self- on the belief that it's our job to be selfless. selfless and to be of service to everyone around us. And so, I mean, that's been me. So that means my daughter's watched all of this, which means she's going to carry it forward unless, <laughs> you know, yeah, we continue to shine light on it and give give other options.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's, it is a really good conversation to have with your daughters, I think, um, because... Even us awakening to this in middle age, um, being able to reach back to your daughter and say, Here's something I wish I'd have known. Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to share it with you because it's important. And um, planting that seed with them. Exactly. Or when you see them being kind to themselves, just acknowledging it. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's so great
0: that you. Because we
1: acknowledge how kind they are to other people. And I keep, we point that out to my daughter all the time. Like, you're such a kind girl. You're so sweet. You're so nice. And so we're just reinforcing her giving that to other people versus, you know, giving it to self. Yeah. Well, let's talk about, um, because we're already there, like why compassion for self is so hard. I agree with you. It's really easy to give to other people. Um, Why don't we give it to ourselves? Um, and Kristen Neff, I believe in her book, talks about, there's a couple things. One of the first things is we have this fear that if we stop beating ourselves up, we lose motivation. Mm-hmm. So that mm-hmm. kind of inner critical um, voice that probably got you through law school and Mas- got me through grad very school. Very masculine
0: energy, mm-hmm. right? Motivation yeah. and yeah. goal setting. Keep
1: going. Yep. Don't give up. Just do it. Yeah. Um, Kindness
0: feels, self-compassion feels more feminine.
1: It absolutely is. So, And we don't trust the feminine in the same way we trust the masculine. So yeah. we trust, go for it, put in the effort, don't give up, just right. do it. But we don't trust, like, be kind to yourself. Like, let yourself off the hook. Everyone's struggling with something. Yeah. Um, so I think, we, I think we're going to become these self-indulgent losers if we mm-hmm. are really kind yeah. to ourselves. What will people
0: think if I... Yeah. take a day just to
1: yeah. be kind to myself. And Yeah, totally. Yeah. Another reason self-compassion is so hard is something that's been called the backdraft. Do you remember that movie? From I the do. <laughs> I was just going to say, that's no, a movie. <laughs> yeah, so the, the word backdraft is when a fire has been raging in a poorly ventilated room and then a firefighter opens the door and then as oxygen comes into that space and the fire gets super furious So the idea with self-compassion is that if you haven't been giving it to yourself for a long time, if your heart's been really shut down um, due to trauma or some other major life shift, and um, so you haven't been giving yourself compassion, you've been actually really hard and critical on yourself, that when we start to actually be kind and realize we're not alone, the backdraft, like the oxygen comes in, and then we have all this emotion yeah. and it can feel really overwhelming and like you want to shut it down. So there's some, right? Like if you that's haven't so been kind of compassionate to yourself and then you start, it will often like stir up it's like Pandora's a lot of intensity and then it, it feels overwhelming. And then you're like, well, this isn't working. Yeah. Well, and
0: so that's something to consider. Um, how long has it been since you've shown yourself compassion yeah. and to also be compassionate about that? <laughs> I <laughs> right. Know. That I know it, that it it, it, is, it may bring up things, but right. they are things that need to come up.
1: Yeah. That's what I would say too. If this stuff is coming up, then you're ready to heal it. Yeah. So see it as a harder. good thing. Yeah. But it makes me think of that circle of elephants. I think sometimes if you're, going to be working on more self-compassion, you do need the sister circle around you to mm-hmm. be like, you got this girl. We know it feels scarier than ever right now, but yeah. you're going to be okay. Yeah. We'll kick up the dust for a while. you know? I sometimes wonder
0: if you know, we, we can reach out to others. We offer meals a lot. That's very cultural. <laughs> meal, right? train? Yeah, oh, yeah. The meal train. train, the meal yep, train. The casserole wagon. And so we do that very well. That feels safe and easy. But going that next step and sitting with somebody, just sitting, right? And and we've talked about that with our grief episode, I think, is just witnessing. um,
1: And why do you think more of us don't do that?
0: I think it will bring
1: things up for us. I agree. I agree. So I think there's also, (laughs) I'm, I'm seeing this sort of circular thing here that, um, we have this desire to be compassionate and to give to other people, Uh-huh. right? And so, but we can't really give in the way that is the most powerful unless we're doing that for ourselves.
0: Yeah. yeah. It does always start with, with, yeah. your,
1: with you. Absolutely. And then, Absolutely. and
0: that's what's so beautiful about the more women that are being self-compassionate, the more that will translate into the ether and into, into the, the culture. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then this last reason why self-compassion is so hard and I really am curious to hear what you say about this is that as we're more self-compassion, we get stronger, we get more resilient and being strong um, can be really scary because if we're strong, then we we have more power, we have more responsibility, we may have to leave a situation that's not working, we may have to step it up in a way we've never done before. So... Um, I don't think we talk about this a lot like strength is scary Mm -hmm. and so there's this innate knowing that if I'm really being good to myself taking care of myself then it's going to translate into me having to step up in a different way and that's scary
0: it's fascinating because I feel like we're okay with and I'm getting back to the masculine and feminine but I think we're okay with the masculine design of success like trying to get there
1: Achieving. Achieving,
0: yeah. But it's like the this is the success in the feminine that is yeah, the power of the feminine. Yeah. And I, I do think there is more fear around what that's going to look like and be, how that's going to be perceived because it's yes. not the norm. And yet the power of the feminine is what ultimately will change the world. I agree. So I would argue it's even in greater mm. power. And, um, and the more we support each other in that, uh, of being powerful in the feminine, um, I think that's. I, I think we feel that tide turning. Yeah. I, I feel it. It's very yeah. early, but I feel like that's coming. And I think that's going to be a tremendous give us tremendous. I don't know if relief's the right word, but I just feel like we need something different. What we have is not working for so many. I agree. So
1: yeah, that's but what I think You bring about. up a great point and it was a teacher I studied with in this last year who had made a similar point. And it was the first time I'd kind of really sat with it, but it's this idea that we are actually all scared of the feminine, like even very like feminist forward thinking women are scared of the feminine energy Because it is different and it hasn't been really respected and it is more wild and it is more mysterious and it's more intuitive and it's more dark and it's more unknown. And so we're all a little bit scared of it. We can't really contain
0: it or put our finger on it or control it. It feels a little bit more amorphous because it's different.
1: And that's how it's supposed to be. It is supposed to be amorphous (laughs) and we need that. We don't need all the, well, We need structure and that masculine energy of completion and getting things done and taking action, but we also need this much more fluid energy as well. And we just haven't um, been as in relationship to that. We're exposed, exposed, exactly, exactly. Well, this segues great into sort of this final point on this conversation about self-compassion, which is the yin-yang of compassion, or we could say the masculine feminine, right? The day, night, dark, or light, dark, whatever, however you want to speak it. Um, But I really love this because self-compassion, as you said before, feels very feminine. And there is a very feminine yin quality to it, which is this loving connected, uh, present, reassuring, soothing, tender peace. But there's also a yang masculine side to it, which is like a much more brave, empowered mama bear, um, putting your foot down, saying no to what's toxic. That is actually also self-compassion.
0: Yeah. It makes me think of boundaries. Setting boundaries is an act of
1: self-compassion. It's an act of deep self-compassion. And it's an act of compassion towards whoever you're setting the boundary with Mm -hmm. because it helps them know where you begin and you end and where they begin and they end. Right. So it's a very compassionate act. Yeah.
0: And there's great power in that Mm -hmm. because
1: you're, how often do
0: we know we need a boundary? Yeah. And we continue the pattern that is so challenging. Yeah. And the power of setting it um, is self. It's self love. Yeah, <laughs> honestly. Yeah.
1: Well, and this for me, I always have fallen on the yin, feminine side of self compassion, like to a fault. Overly compassionate and kind, overly tender, and so when I read Kristen Neff's book, it's interesting because she writes about how she actually was much more young or masculine in her compassion. She was, you know, she wasn't afraid to put down boundaries. She wasn't afraid to push back and say, you know, forget that. I don't want that. She wasn't afraid to argue points. She was in academics, you know. Mm-hmm. And she had to really learn the more tender, compassionate side of it, the the more feminine, the more softer, intuitive side. Whereas I think I'm in the process of really stepping into the more fierce, yeah. courageous Boundary, no, and 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 realizing that is compassionate too. I think my definition of compassion was quite skewed towards believing it's only being this completely nurturing, kind, I'll do anything, what do you need? That's actually not compassion, especially towards self.
0: That's what I love about our conversations, because I feel like you're working on that masculine uh-huh. side, uh-huh. and I'm definitely working on the feminine.
1: So would you, would you be more like with Kristen Neff? Mm. Oh, tell me
0: about yeah. that. Well, I mean, I think I've talked about before how I feel my feminine side reawakening in this time in my life. Yeah. And the freedom to finally acknowledge that I need it, mm. <laughs> that I need to show up more that way um because of my roles in the past have required in my mind they required so much masculine energy
1: i would say not in just in your mind they, they did, they did. <laughs> yeah. for you okay, to good. complete your job a, it wasn't just yeah. a story yeah. you were telling yourself they did yeah. require that so so yeah i i think
0: we almost feed off each other in how yeah, we i think we do how we're developing right now because you help me see the beauty in the feminine Mm -hmm. in our interactions. And hopefully in some ways I help you, you know, when we're working together professionally, see the mask, you know, so I feel like that's the dance that you, you and I play as friends. And, and really we can do that for each other in any relationship. Agreed. Whether it's, you know, with your partner or with your friends, I think starting to be in tune with that is really, it's really fascinating because there's so much beauty in the, the balance that I didn't even understand until a few years ago. I didn't mm-hmm. recognize yeah. You know, I thought you were either one or the other. Yeah. And how important it is to to think think about both and how they show up for you.
1: And I do think that has been such a motivating force for this podcast because I agree there's all this conditioning that we're all under. Yeah. And our one of our pieces of work is to keep deconstructing the conditioning. So for me, it was like, well, be nice. And no matter what situation you're in, always choose kindness. Always, always. And but like for me, that meant be the doormat. Mm-hmm. Let anyone take from you and walk over you and and just keep smiling. Yeah. Whereas this new definition of compassion is, yeah, be mindful, be kind, realize you're not alone in this and take care of yourself. Right. And that might mean, sorry, folks, I'm not the doormat, right? Yeah, and that it's my a, answer is no. <laughs> yes,
0: and
1: and and how does that feel for you? Like when you have done freaking it, freaking scary, Kate. Yeah. yeah. In fact, I did it in this last week. I um, I set a really firm boundary, and uh, I noticed for 24 hours after I did that, I went into a little bit of like inner panic. How could I have done that? I said, no. Oh my gosh. I shouldn't have done that. And I it, I realized in retrospect that that was just me doing something new. That was yeah. really scary, but so important.
0: Mm-hmm. It's the same thing of the mindfulness. It's just practice. Yeah. The more you yeah. set boundaries, the better you get yeah. at, at doing that. And I think that's work we all have to do because... Um, it's a lot of unconditioning for us, especially after, you know, years of, of parenting and, and you know, trying to balance work and, and being a mother and all of these things that we do. There's this returning to yourself. Um, it's like you can you can see, at least for me, and it's probably my age again, but I, I can <laughs> see where I need to get back to. Yeah. And. You know, it's like daily. What are the steps I can take to get back to myself? Yeah, and um, and then even when it's hard or it's scary, it probably means you're doing the right thing, right? Yeah. And that's such a good also point. a message that we have to internalize because just because it's scary doesn't mean it's not
1: the right that thing. it's wrong. Yeah. So my favorite way to sum up this idea of self-compassion, and this is the the mantra or the affirmation we're going to leave you all with today. And this is not my um, creation. This is from Elizabeth Lesser, who um, wrote about this in one of her books. I can't remember which. I'll figure it out and put it in the show notes. But her um, sort of take on self-compassion is the phrase "do no harm." And take take no shit. shit. (laughs) Yeah. So be kind and compassionate. Don't harm anyone. But also know your boundaries and take no shit. So this is, I think, sums (laughs) up so beautifully this idea of self-compassion. Yes. And we wish you all self-compassion moving forward. Yeah. Do no harm. Take no shit. Thanks, Kate. Thanks. Do you need some rewilding? All of us actually do. Rewilding is what brings us back to our true essence and our most authentic nature. So you might secretly be on this rewilding path, listening to these podcasts or reading books by other wild women, or you may have been traversing this path for a while. What Kate and I both know so well is that there is something very powerful when we come into community with others who are also doing the work. So for a full week... We would love, Kate and I would love to have you join us in the wilds of Costa Rica. This yoga meditation, inner work retreat, is not just for women, it's for any human who has desire to clear out the old and tune into your body, heart, and intuition. What you'll get is daily yoga, meditation, healing energy sessions with me, a one-on-one coaching session with Kate during the week, time for walks on the beach, kayaking, lying by the pool, amazing organic food and walks around this gorgeous property in nosara costa rica are you ready to roll wild are you ready to join with your instinctive life and your deepest knowing we'd love to have you join us you can find out all the information on how to do this in the show notes today join us
0: and now the amazing singer-songwriter lissy
1: morris with wild west thanks for joining us today If you like this podcast, please subscribe, rate, and review. Come back and rewild with us again next week.